you mother myrie thank you for joining god bless you this is dr jua from the word restores and the word surely restores and i, I really want us to go through this particular um, broadcast uh, with 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 something that's a little different for us i want us to be able to uh to call god bless you my brother oh hallelujah was the dad hallelujah yeah yeah you know i want us to go through this broadcast now listen we, we're on facebook live and we're also um on wmkm detroit so i'm moving back and forth between the two but what I want us to do is, um, is to be a little bit more interactive if we can. You see, God bless you, Sister Sheila. You see, I want us to have a dialogue about what have we learned on this battlefield. You know we're on a battlefield, amen? And this is entitled Lessons from the Battlefield, hallelujah. So I want to introduce it and then we can move on for a minute. Uh, God bless you, Sister Brown, hallelujah. You see, the first time I preached this message it was over 10 years ago and I wanted to share the scriptures and the insights and the tools God had given me as I went through my personal battle for freedom in Christ so I am convinced that now is an appropriate time for us to circle back to the insights from this message because we're at a time when the battlefield is not simply personal this is a global battlefield amen so listen i want to share with you a couple of things and one is i want to make sure that i can share with you my phone number because the phone number to call is 313-466 0349 and that's the ministry line number so that we will have a dialogue and also be on the air and for, for those of you who are on Facebook I would ask you to continue to comment so that we may also have a dialogue and share with our listeners as well amen so listen while I'm sharing with you I want to ask you to share, when I say share, God bless you my brother Charles, to share the insights, to share the scriptures, to share the tools that God has given you to make it through this current battlefield. Because you see, it is my prayer that someone will be encouraged and strengthened, that they will see victory, they will see the light at the end of the tunnel, even through the darkness that we are experiencing in this world. And listen, not just, just, not just you and me, but in this world right now, amen? So the number to call is area code 313-466-0349, amen. So listen, we're just gonna get into it and I'm excited about it. It's interesting how initially um, I really felt a little 
um, you know, some sort of way about doing this. Somehow I was, I was kind of getting a little down and the Lord kind of just pulled me back together, you know, because this is something that we need to get done. See, we need to be reminded, my brothers and sisters, that God has not changed. Oh, let me say that again. We need to be reminded that God has not changed. God bless you, Sister Newell. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, um, you know, his word hasn't changed. Nothing about God has changed. He says, I am the Lord and I change not. Amen. Well, you and I, we sing about his faithfulness, you know, great is his faithfulness. But do we trust? Do we trust during these times that if he did it before, he can do it again? Amen. You know that song from Ty Tribbett. Amen. If he did it before, he can do it again. God bless you, my brother Charles. Hallelujah. And Carl Pamplin. Amen. So what I want us to, to get into is um, whether it's on a small scale with me, just me, or just you, or whether it's on a worldwide scale, I want us to remember, recall that we serve the same great God. We serve the same mighty God. Amen. Yeah. And, and you know, I know and you know that my God is a way maker. I know that he's a way maker. And I know not just that he, he makes the way for you and for me, but he also makes the way for the whole world. My God, he's a great God. He's an awesome God. I'm gonna try something a little different here because I wanna play Waymaker by Shinak. And I just wanna do for just a couple of minutes and I, I hope that you can still, um, you can still see and you can hear. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm. Yes, Lord. He's here. He's here. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yes, Lord. Miracle worker, promise keeper. Yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, hallelujah, hallelujah. And I, I do hope that you can hear it. I hope that you heard it very well, amen, because I want you to know that he's truly, truly a way maker, amen. So listen, Send your comments, your Facebook comments, and the number to call is area code 313-466-0349. 
Okay, so let's now that we know that he makes the way, let's let's just have this discussion on these lessons from the battlefield. Amen. So what I notice is in a battle, and you would know this too, there is one side and there is the other. We're either on one side or we are on the other. Amen. So we're talking about being on this battlefield. There is no middle ground. Even if we try to remain neutral. Even if we did, a side may be picked for us. And watch it, it may not be the side of justice and righteous, oh, unrighteousness. It may not be the side that you want. So understand this: that right now we have an unseen enemy, yet this enemy is real. Although we may not see it. We can certainly see the results of its actions. We see it in the deaths. We see it in the devastation of families. We see it in the loss of jobs. We see it in the faltering economies. I mean, the world economies. We see it in the unending string of sometimes conflicting news reports. Even the ways of life as we have known it, we see it. But it's interesting because this time of trial, uh, what I notice it is that this it seems to bring out the best in some of us and the worst in others. Sometimes, and here's what I notice too, especially if we don't really take the side, sometimes we get caught up in friendly fire. Yet, I want you to understand that this battle, my, my brothers and my sisters, it is still raging. It doesn't matter whether I might wake up sometimes and pretend that it's not in my own backyard because, hey, oh, wham, it hits so close to home that we cannot deny that there is something just plain evil about what's happening. But let's not forget that we live in what the Apostle Paul termed this present evil world. And he said that in Galatians chapter 1, verse 4. So what I'm going to do right now, I'm going to read with you um, Galatians chapter 1, between verses 3 and 5 from the King James Version. So we'll see what the Apostle Paul is saying to us about this world. He's greeting the Galatians, and he says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, here we go again. It, it's, it's a, it, it, no matter what version I try to look at this, this scripture from, I saw again and again, present, it's now, it's here and it's now, even though when, when uh, Paul wrote Galatians, it was 2000 years ago and he considered it an evil world then, but look at what's happening now, amen? It is present, it's right now and it's evil. So we have to be mindful as Christians, we have to know exactly how we should operate in this world, amen? You see, 
we touched on this, but this battle, it, it reminds me of guerrilla warfare. You see, you don't know where the enemy is going to strike next. You don't know who's going to get what next. Amen. Right now, the element of surprise is on the enemy's side. You never know when the enemy is coming, where he's coming from, and when he's leaving. This enemy, this virus, let's call it as it is, it believes that it is invincible. Whoa, but not for long. And I say, but not for long, but God. We've got to remember and always recognize that God is the master at warfare. I want you to consider a couple of situations, and this is why I'm saying that he is the master um, at warfare. See, when David sought the Lord about getting his family and his men's families and their possessions back, after the Amalekites took them at Ziklag and carried them off captive. David asked the Lord through the priest Abiathar. David said to, to God in 1 Samuel chapter 30, and we're going to read it, but he said in verses 7 and 8, um, shall, I, shall I pursue after them? And God said, go ahead, you're going to recover it all. And so said, so done. You see, they took them by surprise and they carried off their families, carried off all their possessions, amen? And the, David recovered it all with a tip from an Egyptian servant of the Amalekites. So I'm going to read from verse 16, and, and remember, this is from 1 Samuel chapter 30. And it reads, when he brought David down, which is that the servant, uh, the Amalekites had disbanded and they spread all over the land. They were eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil that they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from Judah, which is David's place. Then David and his men struck them down in battle from twilight until the evening of the next day. And not a man escaped except 400 young men who rode camels and fled. So David recovered all that the Amalekites had taken and rescued his two wives. Nothing of theirs was missing, whether small or great, sons or daughters, spoil or anything that had been taken. David recovered it all. So David captured all the flocks and the herds which the enemy had and the people drove those animals before him and said, this is David's spoil. Watch it now. See, God wasn't messing around. See, the enemy thinks that he can just come on in. Amen. He might just, you know, he, you might just feel like you're suffering a setback. Yeah, you're suffering it for a while. But God, I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, when you turn to God, my God, that's a whole different ball game, my Lord. Yeah, he just recovered it all. Oh, praise the Lord. I wanna give you another example, another example of this, this, this type of guerrilla warfare that's going on when the enemy thinks that he's invincible. Yeah, he believes it, but God. So, when there were soldiers 
of the king of Aram, which is a Syrian king. They came to surround the house of Elisha the prophet and his servant. Now, in fear, Elisha's servant panicked. But Elisha, he was so calm. He just prayed to God so that God will show his servant the vision of the Lord's army in the heavens surrounding the Syrian army. They were more than the soldiers coming to do harm to Elisha the prophet and his servant. So I want to read this particular account in context. And it says, you see, um, now the king of Aram, was, he was at war with Israel. He conferred with officers and he set up his camp. And whenever he set up a camp in a particular place, the man of God, Elisha, would send a word to the king of Israel and tell him where he was and what he was going to do. Oh, my Lord. So the king of Aram or Syria, he called his officers and said, wait, 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 wait. Which one of you is on the side of Israel? Because every time I make a move, the king of Israel knows what's going on. And someone said, well, it, it is really not us. But, you know, they got Elisha, the prophet there. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, they got Elisha, the prophet. Mm. So he says, go find out where he is. You know, I'm going to send some men to capture him. So they found out where he was um, and they sent horses and chariots and a strong force. And they went by night and they surrounded the city. But when the, so this is when the servant got up of Elisha and he went out early and he saw this army with horses, chariots surrounding. He says, oh, no, Lord, what shall we do? And that's when Elisha says, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. That's when Elisha prayed, open his eyes, Lord, that he may see. And when he saw, he saw the hills, they were full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So as the enemy came down toward him, Elisha prayed to the Lord and he said, strike this army with blindness. So he struck them with blindness as Elisha has asked, had asked. And he led them on a different road. You see, God is the master strategist. Watch it. No matter what battle you're in the midst of, understand that God is the one who is the strategist. Hallelujah. Praise God. God bless you, my sister Brenda. God bless you, my cousin uh, Cecil. Oh, my Lord. I, I thank God. I thank God for everyone who is watching. Amen. Because I'm telling you, we've got to know what's going on in this battle. There is a battle. We are on a battlefield. But understand this. God knows. God sees. God hears. Amen. So then the question has to be, what then is our recourse? What are we going to do? How do we handle the attacks of the enemy? What are the tactics that we need to use for us to stay engaged? Amen. And I throw that question out to you as I continue in this broadcast, because I want I really want us to have a dialogue on it. I don't want it to be that, you know, we're talking um, kind of pie in the sky and we really are not getting to the root 
of what you and I should be doing as Christians. So the number to call is area code 313. Write it down, 466-0349, because that's my ministry number. Area code 313 313-466-0349. 313-466-0349. Because we need to know that we know that we know that there is an enemy and there is uh, uh, quote unquote, an antidote. You, you hear us talking about that antidote, etc. There you go. That there is an antidote to this enemy. Amen. And you can also, for my Facebook family, to comment on Facebook. Amen. If you if you don't know what it is, it's Anne Hackman Marie Jua J U W A H. If you want to get on and uh, and and also watch this broadcast on Facebook. So I want to go back, I want to make sure that we understand what is our recourse. Now these are, these are some of the areas that God had given to me as I went through my personal journey. And this is what I'm sharing with you guys, amen. I'm sharing with you right now. So one of the ways that, um, that the Lord had showed me that when we have these battles going on, the one thing that we have to do is operate in faith operate in faith i want to say it again operate in faith and and you know before we even start we have there are so many songs of faith that we hear on the radio that even if you could take one of them and take them on the inside of your heart it will allow you to go through this process to go through the issues that we're dealing with right now, it will help you as we go through these difficult times, amen? Operating faith, that's, that's one of the first things. And, and, what's, and, and, and who are we, you know, who, who is that faith in? Just one person faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Some of us may, gay, may say faith in God. Oh, God bless you, Sister, Sister Sheila. She says faith and patience. So we're going to, I'm going to write patience because we're going to touch on patience as we go along. We're going to touch on faith right now. And I like the idea of patience also because you know, one, one of, and, and it's true, you, let me stop for a minute and talk about patience before we get to this faith, because, you know, you and I, um, we, we, we live in a microwave society. We, we live in this society where we want it and we want it now. Amen. God, don't you see that I'm suffering? I need my healing right now. Lord, you know, please heal me from this um, high blood pressure, from this whatever it is. And yet, God is saying, how long did it take for you to get to this point? Oh, my Lord Jesus. But you want the Lord to operate like that. Amen. And so patience, you're right, my sister. Patience is a key for us. Understanding that it has taken a while for us to get to where we are right now. And now we're turning around, you know, to the Lord like a genie in a bottle and saying, hey, God, you know, you got to you got to get us out of this. 
but there's some things that God is, is, is taking, taking us through. He has to take us through so that we can get on the other side, so that we can learn what we need to learn, what we needed to learn. Sometimes he has to give us, oh, hallelujah, a timeout. That's the patience, a timeout. When you recognize there's nothing you can do, but think about it and Amen. That's all part of my patience. Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. And, and I know that what, we, what we're speaking of right now is something that is, is hard for us. Even today, it's hard for us. Look at, just think about what we, what we want to do right now. It's sunny outside. We want to go outside and we want to meet with our friends and we want to go here and there. But there is an enemy that's lurking and we are told, hold off, hold back, stay at home. Amen. And we are pushing and pushing, you know, just, just being so impatient to get back to the way that we used to be. Okay. But in our impatience, we have to face some consequences. Amen. And so this is what you and I have to be mindful of as we walk this Christian journey. It's all in God's timing. We can ask him, Lord, what can I do? What shall I do? Shall I go out? As David asked, shall I go and recover? And David and, and the Lord said to David, yes, we, you will recover. But for us, we just want to rush. So let's watch out for our impatience. Amen. Yes, that is definitely one of our tools on the battlefield. Amen. Let's suffer a little while. After I have suffered a while, then God will establish me. Hallelujah. So now we're going to talk about faith, about operating in faith. I love patience. Faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And, you know, we read it and we, we hear about it, but then we ask ourselves, what is she talking about? Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. You see, um, as we go along, uh, we find out that um, our faith, when he says it's the substance of things hoped for, it means that we hope first. Amen. I'm hoping that this would happen. And then it starts to build our faith that it will happen. And it hasn't happened yet. And that's why we are told that it is the, it's the evidence. People can see that we have the faith that this will pass. This too shall pass. I have the faith that this too shall pass. This difficult time shall pass. It has not yet passed yet. So we haven't seen it yet. And yet I have the faith that it will. Amen. So it is it is this, it is that, that substance, you know, because people can, they can see it, but they can't see what, what you really are hoping for yet. Amen. But 
What I want to show you on this battlefield is the number of, oh my goodness, the, the, the number of um, witnesses that we have to the faith. The reason why I'm saying that is that in Hebrews chapter 11, we read about, uh, you know, the Abel who had faith and Enoch and, and the, the, the words, they just kept on going from the Old Testament. Noah and Abraham, he, he had faith, you know, through faith, Sarah, she received strength at such a, an, an, an really old age, Jesus. But anyway, she received strength to deliver a child, amen, oh my goodness, past her age, and watch it. So there were hopes, amen, and all of them died in faith. And the promise of the Messiah that God had given to them, none of them had seen it, but they died in faith. How awesome that is. What a Lord, what what a God we serve, amen. And they, and they died in faith. They didn't even receive the promises. They saw them far off. They thought about them. They knew that God was going to do it. But listen, they all walked knowing that even though they had not seen the redemption of Israel, even though they had not seen the person who was going to come to deliver them, they recognized that this world was, oh, hallelujah, this world was not their own. And they said, you know what? I'm going to live in this world like I'm a stranger. I'm going to live in this world like I'm a pilgrim. Amen. We will go through trials, my brothers and sisters. We will go through issues. And yet in Hebrews 11, um, you know, they talked about uh, torture and mockings and imprisonment and stoning and, and people were sawn asunder. That is cut in half and tormented, my Lord, so many issues that they have had. And yet, this is my lesson from the battlefield. Amen. I've got to have that faith yes and the patience and yes uh sister newell you say it's a key to happiness i see joy i see joy and going through even with these these um these old witnesses from the old testament and that's what i meant um in hebrews 11 they had the joy because they knew it was going to happen whether i see it or not watch it now my faith shows me that it will happen, that we will get out of this mess. My faith, your faith, even if we don't see, because we are seeing so much death and destruction that's all around us, but the question has to be, are you going to believe it? Amen? Are you going to believe that yes, my God is still in control? Oh, praise the Lord. So we talked about patience and we talked about faith. Amen. And um, before I forget, I see that um, uh, Sister Van Pelt, uh, she talked about Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 43, verses 2 to 3. And I hope this is what it is uh, because I saw it as it was passing by. 
Ah, yes. Okay, okay. So I'm going to read, watch it now. I'm going to read from verse, uh, verse 1 of Isaiah 43 and verses 2 and 3. Yeah, that's a real, that's, oh my Lord, that is so strong for you and for me. Oh, praise the Lord. Operate in faith, my cousin Cecil, and God bless you, my brother Aaron. Uh, we have a caller on the line, so let's just uh, work this one through right now. God bless you, my sister. Oh, hold on. Okay, God bless you, God bless you, and I hope that we can all hear you. Go ahead. Yes, I was just, uh, just a question to pull out here. During this pandemic, what is exactly keeping us going? We understand that we live by faith. Yes. And we know that our faith can be tested and tried given circumstances that we are living under. Yes. What is what is it what is it what is the, the wind up under your wings that's that's causing you to stay afloat, you know, even in this pandemic and watching over fifty thousand people, you know, perish and had perished already over fifty thousand people. Yes. To to come into the mindset. I mean we, we, we know all the cliches and all the good things to say. Yeah. that you're going to throw out to all of us? Yes. Okay. All right. So I'm going to throw that challenge out to you. Okay. So what, what is it that's, that's carrying you through the day? That's the, that's, that's the question, sister? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to put that out there. Amen. Thank you for your call. God bless you. Amen. I'm putting it out there right now. So what is it that's going to carry you through the day when you hear it? Because this is what we are talking about. Amen. Because that battlefield is hearing, even hearing um, the news, hearing the statistics, hearing everything that's going on all around us. And I guess I, I just heard the Lord ask the question, um, how do you stay sane? Amen. Because we touched on faith. Number one, we touched on patience. And what I want to do right now as we go along is I want to read from Isaiah chapter 43. And because even in Isaiah 43, it gives us a key, amen, to how do we stay focused? How do we stay sane? You know, what is it that we're doing? But I want to hear from you too. And the number to call is area code 313 871-960. Oh, I'm sorry. That's that's the radio number. My ministry number is area code 313-466-0349. 313-466-0349. What are you doing during this time to stay focused? Amen. Yeah, to stay sane. Hallelujah. Uh, all right. And as we go along, I'm revealing to you what uh, the Lord had given me before and what I'm doing now. 
And I hope that even our Facebook family, that you'll also send in your comments. Uh, you don't need to, to um, call, but you certainly uh, are free to send in your comments. But what I want to do right now is read from Isaiah 43 because it's part of um, the response to this. So 43, and I'm going to start with verse 1. But now thus said the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, watch it, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee. And through the rivers, thou shalt not, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel. Huh. Thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Saba for thee. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. How awesome. How awesome. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Faith. Faith that my Lord and Savior walks with me each moment of the day. That's what my brother Charles just said. Amen. Isaiah 43 verses 1 to 3. It gives, it gives us that key. That's the faith that we are talking about when he says, when you pass through the waters, you know, the waters are, you know, it, it looks as though you're, you're just ready to drown. My God, there is so much that's happening with us right now with, with this, 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 this lung issue and, and, and the suffocation. Um, and, and he's saying, listen, I'm going to be with you and it's not going to overflow you. Hallelujah. You walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. It's not be, the fire won't even kindle on you. Amen. Sister Newell says, knowing that God is still in charge, that I don't need to be afraid. And that's where in Isaiah 43 and verse 1, the first word after the Lord establishes who he is, he says, fear not. Have you been redeemed by the Lord? Are you redeemed by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. Oh, my Lord, by your name. You are mine. You are mine, my Lord. I am a Christian. I am a follower of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Do I know that? then I should not fear, amen? But I want you to understand though, that fear is a natural reaction, amen? Fear happens and because of our human frame. And yet, even with that natural reaction, we have to pull us, oh hallelujah, pull ourselves back together and say, wait a minute, wait a minute now. No, 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 no. I can't be afraid. Amen. I can't be afraid. My God says, don't you be afraid. I'm your redeemer. I'm your redeemer. Hey, God bless you, Sister Williams. God bless you, Sister Vanessa. Uh, my brother, Sev Seville. 
Yes, yes, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So what are we saying here? What we are saying here in our lesson and the question that was posed by Sister Daniel is we cannot be afraid. So we touched on, on this battlefield, we have patience. We've got to have the faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we cannot fear. You know, that scripture in Psalm 23 and 4 that tells us, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Hallelujah. Hey, God bless you, Minister Moon. Yes, yes, yes. Trust in God. Sister Nadine says, trust in God in all things. That's another piece of our puzzle. Trusting him in all things. You know, there's a scripture that tells us that some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, you know, I trust that I would not, um, you know, I, I, I certainly would, would not get this, um, this, this, this virus because I've got my gloves, I've got my, I've got my, my, my mask, I've got, you know, I'm staying at home, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And then I heard a story from one of my, my colleagues and, and she said, you know, she has a friend who did all that and yet she still contracted the virus. How could this happen? How? How? We've got to trust in God. Amen. We have to trust in him. God bless you, Sister Annette. Oh, praise the Lord. No reason to fear, Sister Swan says. And she sings that song and she sings it really well. She's got that song in her spirit. Remember, I was telling you that we need to get some songs in our spirit. If we can take one or two, then they can come out during that time. Amen. No reason to fear. And yet we still do. So what do we do? We trust in the Lord. Yeah. And we have to stand. Hallelujah. We've got to stand on his word. Amen. What did he say? Even... In this scripture with Isaiah 43, he says, when you pass through the water, I will be with you. It's not that you will be alone. You know, I hear the stories, you know, of, 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 the, of being in the hospitals and all you can hear are the moanings and the groanings. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a terrible, terrible situation. But being in there, you have to be able to, to say, you know what? I'm trusting in God, even if you sing a song so that you can you can try to I know and it's in the middle of the pain and in the middle of everything. But there's a, got to be a way to try to block out the sounds that you hear to try to maintain that focus on God, on trusting in God. Amen. And I know I've got some survivors out there. I know that. Trust him. I hear trust him and love him. Sister Myrie, Mother Myrie says, trust him and love him. Amen. And that's from our pastor, Pastor Robert Smith. He says, trust him and love him and love him and trust him. Yes. Yes. That's what we need to do. Sister Van Pell says to us, Fear makes our faith stronger in the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Sister Swan says, call his name. She was in the midst of this battle 
and now she's telling us she's giving us from the from the word call his name call on she oh hallelujah we call on jesus i thank you i thank you for uh you know for allowing us to to come together so that we can start talking about what we should do to strengthen ourselves in the lord we need to be strong in the lord and in his mighty power oh praise the lord i'm, I'm saying that because sometimes we we try to do it on our own strength amen but even so what did the lord tell you to do how how did he tell you to work what did he say what did he do what do you remember him saying and doing when you are going through and passing through what do you say sister swan says i'm a witness i know you're a witness my sister i know you're a witness that you've been through that fire and you got out you came out and i thank god for it we praise god for oh hallelujah we praise God for it. And we ask for other witnesses, you know, you guys got to come out and, and speak about the goodness of God. I know you went through that dark place. Yes, 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 yes. But you said, call his name. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, praise the Lord. Because, you know, sometimes we try to remember scripture and we try to do this and we try to do that. And sometimes we find ourselves not being able to even remember the Lord is my shepherd. See, because the enemy is there and what he's trying to do is, is you know, is shadows and shadows and trying to block, block your mind, block your thoughts and block things. But you know, and I know that there's one name, there's a name above every other name. And I know, and you know that when I call on that name, oh, praise the Lord, hey, hallelujah, I call on Jesus. I call on Jesus. And it's so funny because sometimes, you know, we hear he may, he may not come when you want him, but watch it. But he's right on time. And I know, my sister, that you know that he's on time. And I know that there are some in the radio audience who are listening who knows that Jesus is the one who brought them through. Amen. You see, as we are speaking about lessons from the battlefield, we have soldiers. Oh, my Lord, we do have soldiers out there who are, you know, they are willing. They are willing. Oh, my Lord, to say, listen, as Sister Newell is just saying, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And if I die, let me die in the army, in God's army. Amen. Sister Newell is standing on it and she is speaking it. Amen. Lessons from the battlefield. What a dialogue we are having about what we have learned on this battlefield. And I've got to tell you something. I haven't even finished telling you about what I learned on the battlefield as I was going through. But I'll, I'll let you know even now that there is going to be a part two to this because there is a lot more that you and I will, will be able to dialogue on, you know, because there are others. And my, because my prayer, my prayer is that no matter what, there is someone out there who is operating in fear. There's someone who needs someone to say to them, I've been through the battle. 
here are some of my lessons. Here are some of the things that I did. And even if they can take just one of all of these thoughts that we are having, all of these words that are coming out, Jesus, Mother Myrie says, call on him. Just Jesus, that's all. If we can do that and recognize that God is so much in the midst of our troubles, so much in the midst, oh hallelujah, of our trials, oh my Lord, oh praise the Lord, praise the Lord. You know what? I believe that we have just about another 10 minutes in this broadcast. And what I'd like to do as we continue our comments now, don't stop your comments. As we continue the comments, um, what I'd like to do is to add another tool that we might want to put in our toolbox in terms of our lessons from the battlefield. Now, this, this might seem a little different, but this is where we have to get at all of the various tools that the Lord has given to us. Amen. Watch it. Humility. Humility. Let's not puff ourselves up and say, well, this ain't going to touch me. You know, yeah, I'm young and I hear that this virus is only touching the old people. So it ain't going to touch me. No, 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 no. Because we start to hear reports of younger people don't puff yourself up in pride that this will not touch you, that this will not take, you know, that this will not take you down because my brother, my sister, it might not take you down. But guess what? You might have a mother who is in an age group or who is who has a compromised situation. And here you are going back and forth. And, and you know, you may not, it may not take you down, but it may carry it. You know, you might carry it. Carry it to your mom, carry it to your grandmother. Watch out now, amen? Walking in humility, understanding that even if I'm not fighting in this battle because you think that it's, it's not for you, God is fighting this battle. And I don't have to stand up and stand out daring the enemy to come and get me because we can say one thing, but we don't even know, you and I don't even know where the enemy is coming from. We, you and I don't even know, the experts don't even know what's going on around us. They don't even, they cannot tell you definitively what is happening with this virus, amen? So I want to live to fight another day. So in my humility, I need to look to God for my next steps. Oh, my Lord, my Lord. God has placed people in our path, even as we're speaking now and we're hearing all of the comments. God has placed others in our path to show us the way. They've been there, they've done that, they got the t shirt, and they're coming out and saying to us, Hey, this is what I did. This is what I will advise you, amen? So I'm asking that you and I are humble enough to learn from the experiences of others, amen? Sister Swan says, yes, listen. Let us listen, let us hear 
what's happening, amen? And what I want to do is, um, I want to, to read from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 to 5. And Paul is, as the elder, is speaking to Timothy as the younger minister. And Paul is saying, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, the same commit to other men, faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. And this is where our humility comes in, that we can learn from others and we can pass it on. But here is the, the, the actual... Um, uh, how, how do I want to call it? The instruction or the advice, uh, the advice that, um, that the Apostle Paul is giving to Timothy. Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Remember, lessons from the battlefield. He says, no man that warreth will entangle himself with the affairs of this life, so that he may please him who has chosen him. Remember, we were chosen to be a soldier. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord. I love it. Um, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my comments and Minister Moon says most of these things, the things that are happening all around us, they are temporary. Hallelujah. So we keep our focus on him, on God. Keep our focus on Jesus. Amen. We ask the Lord, uh, as Sister Swan is saying, to order our steps. Order my steps, Lord. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. So many, so many answers coming from, from, from the experienced ones coming in so that we help those who are younger. But Paul is saying, endure hardness as a good soldier. Endure the stuff that's going on. See, because God says, what is Paul saying to us today? That, that should be the question for me. God is saying to us, through Paul, listen, we are blessed, we know that. But he did not say that this would be easy. He didn't say that we wouldn't have to endure hardship, sickness, all kinds of stuff that's going on. He didn't say that. All he says is, endure it, because you're a soldier. God bless you, Sister Evans. Amen. Sister Newell says, nobody but Jesus can fix it in this time, and he will. Amen. That's the faith. Remember we talked about the faith? That's the faith that we were talking about as we started in this broadcast. Amen. Yes, in his time, that's where our patience comes in. Amen. And now in our humility, we have to understand that we're going to learn from others. Let's learn from others. Yeah. So remember, I'm not entangling myself with the affairs of this life. This is what Paul is saying to us. Amen. How can I, even as Minister Moon said about it being temporary? Yes, it is temporary. Everything. This is a temporal life. Amen. So let's not entangle ourselves in the house and the car and trying to protect, to, you know, to protect all of these temporal things. Amen. Okay, because what we are looking at is life eternal, life everlasting. God bless you, my brother, uh, Pastor Evans. Yes, 
That's what the Lord is showing us. That's what the Lord is giving to us. Amen. Forget about all these things that are happening here. Focus on the Lord. And he says, endure hardness as a good, hallelujah, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And I may have to end with, uh, with this scripture because when we talk about this battlefield and enduring the hardness, we find that there is an internal war of the mind. Amen. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, from verses three to six, we are told that we are walking by faith, amen? We, because we are not walking in the flesh. We, it says we are walking in the flesh, but that's not what we're following, amen? We don't war according to the flesh. And then he says to us, our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. They're so awesome to the pulling down of the strongholds. Hallelujah. Yeah. And we are told to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. There's our humility again. Bring into captivity every thought. Oh, filter the news that you're hearing through the obedience of Christ. Amen. Filter all of these high things that are coming up that are, you know, it's, it's, it's just too high and lofty for me. I'm listening and I'm hearing and some things I may not understand because some things are conflicting. I have an expert here who says that So and, and, and now my imagination is starting to, oh my Lord, it's just starting to go and go and go. And what I'm, I'm being told is you cast all of that down. Focus on the Lord. Focus on the Lord, as Sister Evans says, and bring into captivity every thought. Once those thoughts come up, filter them through the word of God. Hallelujah. Is it true? Is it just as in Philippians? No, if it's not, stop it. Cut it. Cut it. And, and you know, this, this um, bringing into captivity, bringing it in, all of my thoughts, because when it starts with a thought, it goes into action. If I continue to mull on it, and my thought might be a negative thought. So now I'm moving into negative actions, amen? So we have to be mindful. If we stay focused on the Lord, we're going to find ourselves walking that path, even on this battlefield. Yes, we're in the flesh. And yes, we will fear, but we've got to regroup and turn it around and begin to walk in peace on this battlefield. We have to be ready that when we see disobedience or when we see someone going off and, and speaking words that, that really don't make any sense, that we'll be able to filter them out. We'll be able even to challenge them and say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yes, it is a battlefield in the mind. Hallelujah. And understand that Sister Van Pelt says that the Lord is keeping us through it all. Now, I know that we have most likely one more minute in this broadcast, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is only part one.
because I've got quite a few more pages that the Lord has given me of the things that we need to be mindful of as lessons from the battlefield. But I'm telling you, even today, it was so rich in our lessons that, that came from you, came from this dialogue that you and I are having when we spoke on patience and we spoke on faith and, and, and we spoke on, on even trusting God, amen? And we spoke on the mind. We got to guard our minds, hallelujah. Watch out for the junk that we are putting in. Oh no, I shouldn't say that. Watch out for the junk that's trying to get in, amen? Because if you and I are prayed up, it's nothing but Lord. Amen. God bless you. May the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And amen. This is my this is this is my wonderful end to the broadcast. And here it is. Here it is. Now I'm gonna continue for a couple of minutes on uh, on Facebook. But God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So listen, we're going to wrap this part up, but I'm telling you, this is so rich. We're thankful for the broadcast. The broadcast is over. But what is it that we had gained from what we were talking about today, amen, that yes, there is a battle going on, amen, and, and when we talk about lessons, if we can only be humble enough to help one another as we go through this battle, it will make it much better for you and for me as um, part of the body of Christ. Don't think that this battle is not a battle of good versus evil. It is. And what side are we on? We are on the Lord's side. The question is now, what are we doing about it? And how can we share those lessons? How can we pull our brother up Pull our sister up, amen, as we go along on this journey, especially those of us who have been there. You know, we've, we've been focusing on this virus, but there are so many other areas that, that we have to focus on in terms of the battlefield, the personal battle. It's just that this particular battle is a global battle. But we have to take what we've learned from the personal to apply to our global battle and vice versa. Amen. Now, Minister Moon says that, he, that we have to know that in Christ we are anointed and we are a powerful people of God. Amen. So let us all remember that. Let us all walk in it. Let us all walk worthy of what the Lord has given to you and to me so that others, remember, he didn't close the door on salvation after you got in, amen? So that others coming may learn from our own experiences. So this is Lessons from the Battlefield World, part one. And we are going to continue, God willing, next week as we delve a little deeper into some of the other scriptures and some of the other ways that we have learned for our lessons, amen?
in so that we can share it with our brothers and sisters in Christ. Listen, God bless each and every one of you. God bless you, my cousin Cecil. God bless you, Sister Nadine. God bless you, Sister Swan. God bless you, Minister Moon and, and Pastor Evans and, and Minister Evans. And oh my God, there were so many of you. And I thank you for it. I thank you for being here. I thank you for your comments because I pray that with any um, rebroadcast, that others will be able to see and hear and understand the goodness of God because we are seeing a lot of negativity, but we've got to maintain and bring that focus back on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I say to you, may God bless you and may the word of Christ dwell in you richly. I love you all. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.